1: Hello, and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we talk about strategies and solutions for how to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. This week is episode 430, and that means it's a very special episode. Every 10th episode is a very special episode, and we are going to be talking about entertaining hacks from the two of us, from our mother, who is brilliant at entertaining, and from listeners. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, the five senses, human nature. I'm back in my little home office in New York City. And joining me today from Los Angeles is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft, who has been manning the picket lines in Hollywood.
0: That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA. And Gretch, I have to say, I've been more in Burbank and Studio City than Hollywood. Oh. But yes. I meant Hollywood. Metaphorically, (laughs) but for you, like it's an actual place. (laughs) Yes, I know. So tell us about the strike. Yes, the Writers Guild of America, East and West, we're on strike. We couldn't reach a deal with the companies, the AMPTP. And so we are all hitting the picket lines. And I think everybody is just hoping that we can get a fair deal as soon as possible. Everybody wants to work, but right now our careers are very much in jeopardy. It's not clear that we can move forward in these careers if we don't have a fair deal. So the stakes are high. Are you hanging in there? Yes, I'm uh, hanging in there. It's really helpful to see everybody on the picket line. We get to see... Tons of people that we've worked with. So it's just fun to catch up and share stories and walk together. And I've been easily getting my 10,000 steps. So that's a bonus. And you've been working on your
1: novel. So you're using the time. Yep. Speaking of books that have been or will be written by us, we're going to be doing the Happier Podcast Book Club uh, coming up in episode 432, which is coming up at the end of May. And perhaps surprisingly or perhaps unsurprisingly, we are doing my book, Life in Five Senses.
0: Yes. So everybody send us your questions, your comments. I'm going to get to interview Gretchen. Normally, I don't get to do that. So that's going to be fun. Shoot us your questions. Yeah. We've been getting some really good ones already. So keep them
1: coming. For this episode, it's a very special episode all about entertaining. Yes. It's going to be dedicated to ways to make entertaining, easier, more fun, less stressful.
0: Yes. Entertaining hacks. Yes. Now, Gretchen, why does entertaining matter to happiness? Well,
1: ancient philosophers and contemporary scientists agree that if you had to pick one aspect of life to be the secret of happiness, it would be human relationships. To be happy, we have to have deep, intimate bonds. We need to be able to confide. We need to feel like we belong We need to be able to get support and and just as important, we need to be able to give support. So anything that deepens or broadens our connections to other people is something that's going to make us happier. And I mean, Alyssa, you and I talk about this all the time, that it just changes relationships when you spend more time with people, when you invite them into your home, when you see them out of context, like maybe it's somebody who you really like at work. But if you only see them in a work context, you sort of need to see them in other ways in order for it to feel like kind of a three-dimensional friendship, and entertaining is a way to help that happen.
0: And you say even introverts need this human connection.
1: Yes. Research shows that even people who are introverted really get a boost from human connection. Now, we might be very different in what kind of human connection we prefer, like one person loves g- going into like a crowded room and diving into a big cocktail party, and another person wants to have coffee with a friend. But even something like talking to a sales clerk in a store often gives us a little charge of happiness. So anything that goes to human connection is a good place to spend our time, energy, and money if we're trying to be happier.
0: Yeah. And why are we talking about this now, Gretchen? We definitely picked this moment in time. Well, we've been observing,
1: you and I, from our different vantage points, two things. One is some people are really fired up and can't wait to get out there and really want to have fun. So they're eager to do it, to entertain and to be entertained. And then some people aren't getting out as much. Maybe their habits have changed. Maybe they're not commuting into the city, so they're staying home more, or they've just gotten out of the habit of showing up to something, even if they RSVP, SVP. Seems like both things are true.
0: Yes. So it's a good time, whether you're lagging behind and you're socializing or you're really eager to socialize, it's a good time (laughs) to entertain. Yeah.
1: So we thought to help ourselves get fired up to entertain more because it is something that is perennially on our 23 for 23 list or whatever. To make it easier and more fun, raise enthusiasm. We want to have hacks. And of course, we have to start with hacks From our mother.
0: Yes. Mom is always our inspiration for entertaining. She's so great at it, Mm -hmm. does such beautiful things.
1: Which we try to copy as best as we can.
0: Yes. So one thing mom likes to do is place cards. Yes. So she said even with as few as six, it's nice to have an assigned seat. And we even do that at Christmas, Gretch. Yeah. Even with just family. And here,
1: she had a great idea, which I have copied, which is if you're doing it for a family thing and you have little kids or even big kids, have them make the place cards, like write the names, and then you can use them year after year. And it's so sweet to see like their yes. their little handwriting or I love stickers now. You could put stickers on them. It's really a fun, it's a task that you can give people um, to create the place cards. So they can be a great memento. And it is nice to just know where you're sitting. It is, it is kind yes. of- Uh, nice to know that, um, even if it is family.
0: And then mom also said, if you're feeling ambitious, a menu card with the person's name on top could be a nice place card. Yeah. No, I know mom kind of taught herself how to print really well and she'll get nice paper and print on nice paper. But I know when I go somewhere and there's a menu at my place, especially if my name is on it, I feel very fancy and glamorous. It
1: feels very fancy. Okay. And this is the thing. Mom knows how to print this stuff. And she prints her own invitations. And I, this is something that I want to learn how to do because she says it's not that hard. All you have to do is basically adjust the paper side on the computer and like figure out the spacing. Because you've talked about this in terms of elevating things, Elizabeth. Like if things are, are have are personalized or monogrammed, they feel more elevated. And I think a printed invitation feels more elevated. And it's just a fun, creative outlet. So I want to learn how to do this myself because she always sends us a picture of her invitations and they look so great. So I think this would be fun. But here's something funny. So a friend of mine is getting married and she sent a printed save the date card and it was very, it was really cool. And I was all excited because I was like, oh, it's so funny to get something in the mail. So often like they just send something through email, but then I also got one through email. So I think she was like, yeah, I'm going to send it in the mail and that's fun. But people also need the convenience of the email version. So she sent both versions, which I thought was so of the moment. Very clever. But I want to learn how to print invitations because I think I would get a lot of fun from that little bit of, of elevation and creativity.
0: Yes, And then another thing mom taught us is to seat people on the ends of rectangular tables. So Rich, explain why this is a good idea. Okay. So, and this
1: just came up in my life because I was planning a dinner for my in-laws for the milestone anniversary. Okay. So if you have a rectangular table, you can have equal equal numbers on both sides and nobody on the end, or you can have somebody on the ends. And mom says, if you have them on the ends, it opens up people's ability to have conversations because sometimes it's hard to speak over a table. And so if you're sitting at the end of a rectangular table with nobody on the ends, you're just, you can really only talk to one person or maybe if you can talk across the table, you can talk to two, but you're sort of stuck. But if you put somebody on the ends, all of a sudden everybody in the table has a lot more flexibility in having conversation. And I have to say, this is something I had figured out myself And we have a kind of a wider, it's not even that wide dining room table, but I always prefer to be jammed in close than spaced out. And we will sit two people on the end of our dining room table. And it's great because you can engage in conversation easily with so many people because there's two people on the end. So that is a great tip. Yeah. And you might think like for tablescapes and stuff, it's probably nice sometimes not to have people on the ends. But I think for a conversation, it's re- it really is nice to have people on the ends.
0: And then another one of Mom's hacks is that if there's any way possible to have someone to clean the kitchen and do dishes, just to help out, yeah. that it makes a big difference. She suggested maybe hiring your children for the <laughs> yeah. evening. Yeah, it's like the more help, the better. Yeah. If you can afford it, right. obviously. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. No, I remember we helped out with parties in our day. It's kind of yes, fun too if you're
0: serving. Yeah. Yes. Oh,
1: serving, yeah, for sure. Okay, Elizabeth, I know you have a lot of hacks. What are some of the things you figured out?
0: Well, Gretchen, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but one thing I love is trying to do a tablescape. You know, I have my sort of latent passion for tablescapes. Yes. Not so latent anymore. You're li- you're really Well, I, I I mean, they're mine are simple at best. <laughs> But one thing that I have started doing, which again, got from mom, is having crackers on the table, which we've talked about are the things you pull apart and they make a noise and and little prizes come out. And there are so many now, not yes. just Christmas crackers. Yes. They're for Halloween, for St. Patrick's Day, for Easter. You can just get silver ones. Yes. You can get ones. I think you got ones shaped like a champagne yes. bottle. Exactly. They have all sorts, and it really just elevates the table and it's an activity for everyone yes. to do. Now, obviously, if you are hosting a bigger event or something that's not sit down, yeah. Like a Mahjong game, right. crackers don't really fit in, but for a dinner, they're great. Yeah, I completely agree. Another thing that I like to do, Gretchen, I've learned, is to invite people after dinner. Ah. Okay? So again, take the Mahjong example. I just say, okay, come at seven, I'll have snacks and dessert and drinks, mm. And be clear that I'm not dealing with dinner. Because uh-huh. dinner just takes it to another place. Yes, Even does. if you're ordering in, you have to have it heated enough. You have to put it out. You have to decide if you're going to put it in other dishes or in the container. It yeah. came. I mean, it's just a hassle. Yeah. So I like to shirk dinner. Well, so,
1: and I do this with my... Because I'm in those children's literature reading groups. And every holiday season, I have a, a party for everyone together. And I have it for drinks and sweets. And it's just like, and it's from like six to eight. It's like, it's, it is dinner time, but I'm just like, I'm not serving dinner. So eat before, eat after, but that's just not what's happening because like, uh, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Yes. Oh, another thing I think about avoiding dinner is brunch can be easier. You can make brunch pretty simple. So if you still want to yes. have a meal, but you want to keep it easy, have people over for pizza or have them over for brunch.
0: Yes. Yes. You can get away with bagels and uh, fruit salad. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Exactly. Another hack, Gretchen, is to come up with something that's going to be done on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So for instance, a book club, yeah. a dinner club, a lunch club. Mom has been in her lunch bunch for decades And what I like about this is it just forces the issue. Yes. Now, whether you're the person who says, I'm going to just host book club every month or you rotate, whatever the case, it forces you to entertain when you may not want to. Yes. Because often we don't feel like doing it, but we're glad we did.
1: Well, and it's something that, can be done at any time is often done at no time. And this is right. like, this has to be done at this time. And so then you, you do it and then you're glad you did it. Yes, that happens to me.
0: Okay, Gretch. So uh, this is a big one mm. that I recently uh, decided to embrace. Mm. And this hack is to decide to entertain at the last minute. Ooh, spontaneity. I think we feel like it needs to be planned well in advance. Yeah. But the truth is, if you plan it last minute, nobody's expecting anything. Oh, well, that right. Yeah. So if you say, hey, do you want to come over tonight? Super casual. Then the people know it's super casual because how not casual could it be last minute? Right. Even if it's the day before. Right. But, you know, if it's planned really far in advance, you feel more pressure to elevate.
1: Right. If you're like, oh. Why don't you come over and watch the Academy Awards or something like that that day? Then people exactly. are like, oh, that would be fun. Yeah. OK, so be on the lookout for for kind of spontaneous hospitality. Yes, like I
0: have a friend who will just say, oh, I'm thinking of having some ladies over Friday night because uh-huh. my kids are out of town. Do you want to come? And it's just you just know you're just going to hang. It's yeah. not like a big
1: to do. Oh, that's great that's great and it's still so fun
0: yes and it gives me less time
1: for hostess neurosis right well we both have that you know hostess neurosis this is the anxiety of entertaining yes
0: yes because that can be (laughs) nights of sitting up in the middle of the night thinking i'm gonna have to go to the grocery store on sunday or whatever yeah and doing it last minute definitely cuts down on the hostess neurosis
1: well and you and i and mom too we do get hostess neurosis so that is the anxiety of entertaining. So I want to get rid of yes. that as much as possible.
0: Okay, Gretchen. Now here's a real next level hack Ooh, that I have. Okay. I have not myself done this, but I aspire to Okay. Do I know people who do, which is to have a party favor.
1: Ooh, yes. Because I think
0: we think of party favors as something kids have. Yes. But I've been to several things where people give a party favor and it's just so fun. So yes. So... For example, someone gave my favorite Armenian pastry, which is called gata, Mm. tied up in like a cellophane bag with a ribbon. And you Mm. just took that with you when you left. Mm. Another time, somebody gave everybody bracelet flasks, which were just really fun and and funny and, you know, a kick. A friend of mine at her birthday party, she had a milestone birthday she um, gave everybody a little box that had hearts, candy hearts in it with phrases on it about her.
1: Oh, fun. So, you know, her
0: initials, her age, something about her. Oh, fun. Like she likes to do triathlon, so it said try. Another person gave a little plant at the end of a dinner party, mm. which was really sweet. So, I mean, it it just kind of fills you with like a warm feeling to walk away with something. hmm
1: Yeah. Well, you know, this would be a great thing for listeners. Do you have good ideas for favors? Because this is the kind of thing where you don't want to spend a lot of money, but sometimes it is fun to have something, especially if it is personalized or it feels very appropriate. It it, it does elevate it. It makes it feel like more like a thing. It's kind of the opposite of spontaneity. It really shows care and thoughtfulness and that makes it feel more consideration. Yeah. And then you can just get ideas from other people like we do from listeners.
0: Yeah. And Gretch, my last hack is to co-host. Mm-hmm. Whenever I co-host with Sarah, um, for instance, we had the writers over for the finale of Fantasy Island. It's much easier when it's not just me, when right. I have my co-host.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. And then there's some hacks that both of us have learned. For instance, and Elizabeth, this is true for Mahjong. It's true for I had a taste party, which I write about in Life in Five Senses, um, where you have some kind of activity that you're doing
0: or like charade night yes you know
1: right um i did a years ago i i was at a dinner party where we all started talking about perfume and people were so fired up i keep thinking i should have a perfume party where everybody brings their favorite and we all like smell or we had a a listener melissa said that she has a podcast club instead of a book club because her friends are all in the phase of life where they're so busy they weren't reading the book but they can all listen to a podcast and talk about it. So I thought that was a good idea for an activity for a party.
0: Yes. All right, Gretch, what are some of your entertaining hacks? Elizabeth,
1: a lot of my hacks are sort of versions of your hacks. One is to look for an opportunity to entertain. Like maybe it's the anniversary of your book group or there's some other kind of milestone. I think that can be fun to have a reason to do it. Again, something that's done at any time is often done at no time. So look for a reason. And here's one Sometimes with things like book clubs, people can get worried or annoyed if if not enough people come or if they feel like people aren't showing up. And my mantra is it's always the right number of people. Mm. The right number of people always show up. Even if it's two people. One of my favorite book clubs was just two people showed up. It was me and a friend. I was hosting, so instead of hosting, we just went out for dinner and it was fantastic. So just to not, I think if a lot of people come or not that many people come, that's okay. It's always the right number. And then I thought this was just something funny. If you're, because we are coming up in wedding season, I thought this was great language. If you're trying to limit the number of children at your wedding, how do you articulate that? So this invitation said, we love you and we love your children, but due to capacity constraints, we've had to institute the bottle rule, which I had never heard of. It explains, if your children aren't bottle feeding that is under one year or hitting the bottle, the alcohol bottle, they'll have to miss the fun. So I thought that was just sort of a fun kind of yes. way to announce a rule that was kind of whimsical. And speaking of Very readings, funny. we are coming up in wedding season. And so I'll remind people that at GretchenRubin.com slash resources, you can get our collection of wedding readings if you're doing wedding readings.
0: Yes, we are always looking for wedding readings Coming up, we have entertaining hacks from listeners. But first, this break.
1: LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire because it gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team And hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. It's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small
0: businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Gretsch. we are back with hacks from listeners, um, and they're in a few different categories. The first one, um, as we mentioned earlier, is get help. Yes.
1: So a few listeners wrote in to remind us about an idea that we talked about in episode 393, which is a hack that came from First Lady Jill Biden, which is to use Post-it notes that list last-minute jobs that people can do to help. So you you put up all these post-it notes. And then when people ask to help, you just say, pick a post-it note and do it and take the post-it note down. And so it can be things like, cut up the lemons for drinks, open wine bottles, fill the ice bucket, fill the water glasses, light the candles. And so people can see what jobs need to be done, claim a job, do it. And then you can see what remains to be done and you don't have to be in the middle of it. And I think the larger point is, ask for help really mm, yes. look for ways to recruit other people when possible you don't have to do every single task yourself if you don't have to do every single task yourself
0: Yeah when we had people over the other night to watch Fantasy Island I just said to everybody please help yourself to drinks because if I'm just running around yeah. make sure everybody has something to drink I'm going to drive myself nuts
1: Yeah and like let people bring their stuff into the kitchen it's like yeah. that takes one second if you know many hands make light work etc Um, And then we get a lot of suggestions related to making prep work easier.
0: Elin said, make a list of things I need to buy, prepare, and do that I keep and check off before each party. Stock up on wine and booze each time I go grocery shopping months ahead of the party to cut down on party expenses on the month of the party. Right. That's smart.
1: Yeah, spread it out over time. Andrea says, for each holiday, I have an index card with a menu and shopping list on it. Well, this is great if you tend to do something like you have a lot of traditions because you don't need to reinvent that list. You've got it.
0: Cheryl said, I toss all the dirty dishes in a laundry basket and hide them in the bathtub before guests arrive. I love That's it. That's a woman after my own Yeah, heart. love it. And now on the opposite side,
1: Marcy Ann says, I keep my house company ready with a baseline of cleanliness and a couple of snacks and drinks on hand so that it's easy to spontaneously invite friends over. So I think that works for some people, but others have to just say, like, (laughs) deal with it,
0: company. (laughs) Yes, deal with the mess. Deal with the mess. Christina said, for kids' birthday parties the night before, I pre-scoop ice cream into cupcake liners and put them in the freezer on a baking sheet. When it's time to cut the cake, it's easy to ask one of the adults at the party to grab them and pass them out as I cut the cake. It saves time as you're trying to serve everyone – and is one less sticky mess the day of the party. And if you have multiple flavors, you don't have the flavors mixing on the ice cream scoop, bouncing back and forth, since you scoop all of one flavor at a time. This hack always gets a brilliant from a first-time guest.
1: Alyssa, our holiday dinners, it's always like, okay, remember to take out the ice cream while we're eating the turkey, or else it's going to be rock hard. It's always kind of a little bit of a thing. I think that's a great idea. Natalie says, one way I keep entertaining simple and environmentally friendly is I have a birthday box containing everything needed for a birthday party in one place. Balloons, a reusable happy birthday sign, birthday candles, photo props, streamers, etc. This way I'm not buying plastic decorations only to be thrown out in 24 hours. It saved me lots of time, mm, energy. And yes, money.
0: I do this with New Year's. Whenever yes. I end up having people over for New Year's, I get out that box. Amy said run the dishwasher and empty it before guests arrive then as the night goes on you add to it so your kitchen doesn't look too cluttered or when everyone leaves you'll have one less thing to do when you're tired and don't want to clean up that's a great idea all right Gretch coming up we're gonna have more listener hacks but first this break We all know that our life and our health can be improved when we eat nourishing, healthy meals, but it can be hard to maintain. With Sunbasket meal kits, it's easy because they take care of the details. Sunbasket offers 18 chef crafted, dietitian approved recipes each week. With options like Mediterranean, carb-conscious, vegetarian, and keto-friendly, the recipes are quick and easy to follow, and you can enjoy a meal full of organic produce and clean ingredients that is ready in 30 minutes or less. Gretchen, we made the uh, Marrakesh merguez patties. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that, but I loved eating it, with warm carrot salad, And it was so good, and it got Jack eating something that he doesn't usually eat. Go to
1: sunbasket.com forward slash happier today to get $45 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com forward slash happier to get $45 off your first box plus free shipping.
0: This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room.
1: So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at NerdWallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. More hacks, we can all learn from each other. these hacks are so helpful and this bunch of hacks is related to lowering the bar um, which is you know like yes. Don't again, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Don't get it perfect, get it going. remember all those mantras. Yes,
0: yeah, so Julie Elise says we have an awesome front porch with seating for four comfortably and six pushing it. Great for small gatherings or happy hour with a set time limit. come for a drink.
1: Great. It's sort of self-limiting. Yes. Shannon says, I love themed potlucks. For example, a board night where everyone brings a different type of charcuterie board. Easily customizable, a little more fun than a regular potluck, and the host doesn't have to do everything. So again, it's like you're elevating something, putting your own little spin or theme on it, but basically in a way that keeps things
0: manageable. Yes. Bonnie said... No Judgment Fridays, where you invite another family over for takeout. Only one rule. You're not allowed to clean up.
1: I love it. I love it. It's not a bug. It's a feature. No Judgment Fridays. Love it. Like, give it a name. Slap a a fun name on it, and it
0: goes.
1: (laughs) Amy says, we host open house-style cocktail parties from 4 to 6 p.m. We've had fantastic attendance because many friends can pop in on their way to other gatherings. Because it isn't mealtime, I put out snacks, which skips the need to make a big meal. Now, listen, this strikes me as the kind of thing that could work really well in some places, but not others. Like, this would not work in New York City very well, and I imagine that it might not work that well in Los Angeles.
0: Yes, because you have to go such far distances that people don't want to drive to one neighborhood and then drive to a whole other neighborhood. Although it could work if you're going to a school event,
1: Gretch. Well, see, this is what I'm thinking. Uh, we happen to just live very close to our daughter's school. And so we could have done this. Why don't you come for a drink before this big meeting that all the parents are going to or th- or this performance or whatever? Because people would have been in our neighborhood anyway. So, yeah, I wish I'd, I wish I'd kind of clued into this as an idea. In Kansas City, I think people probably do this a lot. It's probably because it's easier. So that's good. Well,
0: in Kansas City, they do the thing of like drinks one place, dinner another place, maybe even dessert somewhere else. That would be super fun. Super fun. Yeah.
1: Now... This is another bunch of hacks related to just making it easier. How do you make the actual entertaining easier?
0: Yes. So Jean Marie said, we love having a signature thing. We host a crawfish boil a few times a year and it's become something family and friends really look forward to. And we can easily pull it off because we have done it several times and have a system. We also host every Christmas Eve, but the whole family plans the menu and contributes.
1: I think this is really good have one that you just execute the same way. If, if you're somebody who has host neurosis because it just gets easier and easier the more you do the same thing. I think that's a great yes. idea. Chrissy says, nothing beats brownie mix. People rave over a warm brownie with a scoop of ice cream and you can offer different ice cream flavors or use different mix-ins for your brownies. It does not have to be fancy. That is so true. Or like Toll House chocolate chip cookies there is Mm. nothing better.
0: Michelle says, I love the Aussie way of entertaining. Bring your own meat and drinks if it's a barbecue or if dinner, the host does the main and asks each guest to bring something to compliment. Still, everyone brings their own drinks and shares. It's very cost effective so we can host most weekends.
1: I think Australians are famous for their hospitality. So yeah. Yeah, Yes,
0: that's a great idea. Sarah suggests
1: tacos with various fillings work for meat lovers, vegans, gluten-free, dairy, and nut allergies, and picky kids. They are my go-to for feeding a group, especially when I don't know all the dietary
0: needs. And finally, Gretchen, our last hack is actually about being a guest at a party Ah. as opposed to hosting a party, and that comes from Kate. She says, Hi, Gretchen. I absolutely loved your episode 424 with Michael Melcher about his book, Your Invisible Network. He talks about being a secret agent at a party where your mission is to make the party go better, and this is one of my favorite things to do at a party, especially when I don't know anyone or feel awkward. I'm pretty good at taking photos, so I give myself the job of party photographer. I make sure to photograph any special touches up close and especially grab a few shots of the hosts and or their children. I try to imagine what they would like in their family photo memories and make sure to photograph that. When I get home, I very lightly edit, mostly just crop my favorites and then I text them to the host as soon as possible. I find that as a host myself, I almost never take that many pictures of my party and would love the mementos. I usually get rave reviews and often find my photos on social media posts later in the day. I'm happy to help, and it creates a warm bond between awkward guests—think class, birthday party—and hosts that can help forge friendships later on. So many great hacks! I am totally fired up to entertain. Says,
1: "How about you?" Yes. Let us know if you do try this at home. And how some of these hacks for entertaining work for you. Or if you have more, we would still love to learn them, share them, use them. Let us know on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes. This is happiercast.com slash 430 for everything related to this episode.
0: And what's the resource for this week?
1: I just want to remind everybody, you can sign up to be a super fan. If you go to happiercast.com slash superfan sign up i send occasional emails with sort of behind the scenes things bonus offers requests for favors nothing onerous i have some fun things planned for the summer i so appreciate this group of super fans so sign up if that sounds appealing and what we're reading yeah. Okay. But listen, before we talk about what we're reading, in a previous episode, a listener asked how you and I get our reading suggestions. And we heard from many listeners who reminded us of Ann Bogle's excellent podcast, What Should I Read Next? I can't believe I forgot to mention that. Great podcast. Also, Katie mentioned Bookmarks, which is an aggregator of published book reviews. Not unlike mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes for Books, Literary Hub does that. So those are two additional ways to get ideas for reading if you want them. And Alicia, What are you reading? I am reading Girls They Write Songs About by Carlene Bauer. And I am just about to start Time Will Darken It by William Maxwell. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Try some of these hacks for entertaining. Let us know what you tried and if it worked
0: for you. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram and TikTok at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like this show... Please be sure to tell a friend if you have a friend who's very interested
1: in entertaining or who suffers from hostess neurosis, please let them know about the show. That is how most people discover our show.
0: Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm
1: Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward.
0: Speaking of entertaining, Chuck, thanks for having us over the other night. Gretch, Adam and I went to Chuck and Amanda's for dinner on How Wednesday. Fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. We almost didn't do it. It was like running around all day. And Amanda, my wife, said, well, it's casual or cancel. <laughs> she said, they're all our good. They're good friends. They'll understand it's casual or cancel. I love that. I'm going to start saying that. Yeah, I need the mug. <laughs>
1: From the Onward Project. We talk so much about how our dogs make us happier. Barnaby, Nacho, Daisy... We want to share a message from our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, about useful information for people who love their pets. Spot Pet Insurance can be your partner in navigating the unexpected. With Spot Plans, you can receive up to 90% cashback on eligible vet bills, transforming unforeseen expenses into manageable moments of care for your cat or dog. Spot Pet Insurance plans extend beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit, helping ensure that routine wellness, vaccines, and and more can be covered. Head over to spotpet.com today and receive an instant quote. Visit www.spotpet.com and sign
0: up today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, co-insurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample-policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC.